This is a disclaimer for this episode. This episode was recorded and pieced together. Uh, and there may be some technical issues with the recordings, maybe some skips, maybe uh, there's some audio issues, and I apologize for that. I do hope you enjoyed this episode of Wide Men Can't Jump. It's the 99th episode. Stay tuned for the end of this episode for a special announcement regarding episode 100 and the technical issues we experienced this week. Thank you. It's episode 99 of Wide Men Can't Jump. And I guess we should call it technical difficulties, but it's Nate and I'm joined as always here with my good friend, my co-host, my partner in crime, the one, the only, the man from the great white North, Tim Dombrova. Und 99 red balloons floating in the summer sky. <laughs> the old-fashioned Nana reference. Everybody will love that one. <laughs> you got it. So I did. I know some 99 luff balloons. I know all about that. 99 <laughs> I even know the German version. Such a, such a fun song it about is. the end of the world. And you know... <laughs> She was pretty hot too. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, she, she wasn't too shabby. Until you, until you see the other version of the video, there's two versions. There's the North yeah. American version, the European version. She doesn't have shaved armpits, and it's pretty gross. I got it. Yeah, well, yeah. it's however you like to party, right? Fair enough. But we're here to talk some hoops. So that we are. We are here to talk basketball, man, and and it's been a absolutely fun season so far uh well fun off season i should say we've had a good time and we're looking forward to a little bit of hoops talk and uh well before we get to hoops talk let's do that thing we do where we play the intro sound good to you let's see if it works all right You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen T. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, as well as at Stay Classy Meets at stayclassymeets.com where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. This show talks about NBA and covers all topics from all 30 teams in the league and includes guests from experts from all over the world. Make sure you're downloading us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and more. Be sure to join in on the fun over at WideMenCan'tJump.com as well as on our Facebook group, Wide Men Can't Jump, and follow us on Twitter, at Wide Jump. Now, let's go to the flagship program of this Wide Men Radio Network. Here's Wide Men Can't Jump. Yeah, it's Wide Men Can't Jump, and we are back and ready for some action. Let's talk a little bit of hoops, Tim. Preseason NBA kicked off the other night, and I know what everybody's thinking. Yes, basketball is back, and I agree. It's awesome to have basketball back. However, 
I also realize it's the NBA. So uh, don't get your uh, don't get too fired up about what's going on. Um, did you see the news though from preseason? There was a lot of big news going on in the preseason that a lot of people are talking about. Pretty tough. James Harden debuted his newest move his newest move in the preseason opener, and he also had a triple double in the first half of a preseason game. Now, once again, they're blowing it way out of proportion. And again, I'm like, guys, come on, it's the preseason here. Well, let's not uh, let's not let's go also, crazy. Let's also not forget who they were the uh, the uh, you know world powerhouse Shanghai Sharks. That they were playing against. I mean, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but, and it's like, oh, James Harden. James Harden yeah. just uh, he, he debuted a one-legged three-point shot. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki's been doing one-legged shots like a madman for years. So uh, I guess you know, come on. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one. Yeah, well, let's, let's save let's save some hype for when there's time to actually hype something. Oh, I agree, and, and that's yeah. just. That's just silly to me to get to get fired up over the first preseason game, but it's hoops, man, and people are getting excited because it's hoops, and I, and I get it. You know, we we waited all year for this. It's finally almost here, a couple weeks away, and I mean, you're looking, you're just looking at basketball, yeah, man. True, but I mean, like I'm looking at the box score for that game. When are when have you ever seen guys who are plus thirty seven? <laughs> it depends. Was uh, were they playing Ben Simmons? Well, the score was 140 to 71. So um, is that it? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, so uh, you know, I mean, he only had he only had 10 points in the game. It was only two of five. Maybe he shouldn't have made that three one-legged uh, three-point shot. Really didn't go down all that well. So oh, you got to practice, though, right? Oh, Isn't that the old saying? Got to practice. You talk about practice, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we haven't broke that one out in a while, right? right? We, haven't, we haven't had a little practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. See, we're talking about practice. He sounds a little bit like Stephen A. Smith there. Just not quite as angry. <laughs> he sounds like just a more mellow Stephen A. Smith, but like a dude who's going to spend way more money than Stephen A. Smith ever thought about spending. Well, yeah, true enough. Um, yeah, that that you love me, the AI. Yeah, that that for me. Yeah, I'll take Iverson over Stephen A. Any day of the week. That's not even close. Um, <laughs> but anyway, you know, I've never had a problem with Stephen A. I think he gets a bad rap. He's just he's just loud and opinionated, kind of like me. But I, I feel that he's he's he, he uh, is a fence sitter though, and he waits to see what direction the wind is blowing, and then he gets offended, particularly on that show. But then again, that is kind of the, the whole show. The whole yeah, show is, is nothing kind of but a, you know. Wait, listen, uh, if you're watching the, any show, what on, does the first guy say? I, I must disagree, even if exactly, I agree. exactly. Yeah. No, nobody watches those shows to watch people agree. Well, and well, that's you, the truth. What do you feel about this? Uh, what's the other guy's name? I can't even. I never remember. It was Skip Bayless. It's not anymore. No, it's another guy. But uh, unnamed white man. Let's put it that way. Uh, unnamed white man. What is your opinion on that? I'm totally against it. Stephen A. Uh, yeah, me too. Well, okay, we've got some dead air now for 20 minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's than... and that's a problem with with sports talk radio these days or sports talk TV, whatever. 
it's all just now, Hey, let's, uh, let's just do the, let's just like, what do you think? Okay. You take the agree. I'll disagree. Yeah, and we'll go from uh, there. We have to act like we are polar opposites of one another. Uh, yeah. and regardless of what it is we're talking about, very rarely do they agree on anything. Although oh, I will no. say to segue, I don't know if you wanted to talk about this or not. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say segue? I did say segue. Uh, today. So you said, you said segue. I did. In fact, say. Segue. I did. Uh, They agree. (laughs) They agreed today on the uh, proposition, whatever the hell it was about NCAA players getting paid. Um, Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, well, their argument was one that I never really thought of. Um, almost every university on the face of God's green earth, particularly the ones in the United States of America, could easily afford to pay all their athletes a ridiculous sum of money regardless. Uh, and uh, which, okay, that was part of the argument. And the other part of the argument was, well, what, is, what does the NCAA care? It's not costing them a dime if these guys get paid signing autographs or anything else. What do they care? It's, it's not going to change their uh, money for TV deals or jersey sales or any of that stuff because the kids still can't do any of that. So, nope. what, so, what, so what difference does it make? What, what do they care if uh, you know, uh, Bill Smith goes down to the local 7-Eleven and signs autographs and makes a couple hundred bucks? What does it matter? You know, you talk about this great Bill Smith. I'd like to meet him one day. Bill Smith is probably the most rounded out athlete I know in the world except for Ed Bogus. Well, who can touch the Bogus, which we'll be getting well, to him. No, we'll be getting no, to him a little later. Nobody. But, uh, and as you'll see coming up, I mean, uh, I talked to Cecil earlier, and my, my God. I mean, yeah, see, uh, I, I haven't heard this. I'm, I'm very oh, interested. I, I'm waiting to hear it because, by God, Cecil dropped a few bombs on me. But that, that's for you got to watch Cecil, though. He's been known to stretch the truth a little bit. <laughs> no, that's Frank. Well, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. got Frank and Cecil mixed up. Cecil is Make a point. Well. Speaking of Frank, he's kind of vanished. This past week or past month, well, I haven't seen him in a uh, minute. It's election time up here in Canada, and Frank is uh, busy running for uh, the uh, member of parliament for uh, Moose Jaw South. Mm. So, uh, it's a uh, tough knocking, district. Yeah, well, it is, you know, because if you don't get the moose vote, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a knockdown dragout kind of thing. You know, he went for the beaver vote, but uh, he, he really got to get the moose vote. I mean, you can only be nice to beaver for so long. Then you got to go for the moose. Then it turns on you. It does. It does. <laughs> I mean, you can always look at it and say, oh, that's a nice beaver, but, you know. Yeah, you can, but uh, anyway, back to the hoops. <laughs> back, to, back to the hoops, indeed. Well, the show runs any further off the rails. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> hey, man, it's episode 99, and uh, who'd have thought we'd ever make it this far, right? I mean, it's it's crazy. Quality um, entertainment, mate. Quality entertainment. No, of course, of course. Um let me get back on track here. But one thing I do want to throw out is uh, apparently Zach Collins got his uh, fourth year option exercised in the Portland, and Portland exercised the third year option for Anthony Simons. He got or his Simmons money. Or, so money for those guys, uh, and probably new contracts coming soon. 
Uh, they probably them. are uh, both students of the uh, Chris Jericho uh, School of Verbal. Chris Jericho School for for the Verbal. Is that where they yeah. learn about the... Uh, oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Because they can both afford it now. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, they can. But, Tim, tonight we're going to be discussing the world of Los Angeles. And oh, that's going to be... That dirty cesspool. And that's going to be fun talking about Los Angeles. But I've prepared a little something about uh, before we get to talking about Los Angeles. Maybe to set the Ooh. mood for Ooh. the California vibes Ooh. we're going to be feeling tonight. Uh, I prepared this a little earlier. See what you think. All You're going to hear me cough now because I don't dare trust the mute button. (laughs) (laughs) I get you. I totally understand. (laughs) I'm not touching that thing. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you hear any noises or old man sounds coming from Mr. It's me, I take no responsibility. it's It's totally him. And if you're fed up with hearing Tim's old man sounds, and you want to sue him, you need to call our good friend, <laughs> New Law Office, dot com. He'll help Stephen you P. sue there. Tim for all those old man noises he's been making. Let's go ahead and hear from Stephen P. New, shall we? Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. 
a new level of personal service. Whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. And that is Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com. Now, you know how, how normally I tell you that I hear it going, Stephen P. New. Yes. You know what I heard tonight? What did you hear tonight? Get out of my yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, speak, we're talking California tonight, and we're talking about both the Lakers and the Clippers tonight. And we want to dive into the Clippers first thing. Got a lot to talk about with them, and we're really looking forward to talking about them here. We're going to be joined by Lucas Hahn. He is a credentialed NBA reporter covering the Clippers and the editor-in-chief of Clippers Nation SBN. So make sure you stick around for that. We're going to be talking to him in just a minute. And when we do, uh, we're going to dive into everything that you can imagine Clippers-wise here and see how they stack up with their new rotation, their new um, new players coming into that system, playing under Doc Rivers. Should be an interesting talk with Lucas. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Make sure you're checking out StripCampFun.com, one of our great sponsors. Go check them out. Let's hear some more from them. Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to StripCamFun.com. On StripCamFun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at StripCamFun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. And you can take advantage of the good times being had on StripCamFun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because StripCamFun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Stripcam Fun, be sure to visit right now at stripcamfun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. Again, thanks to our great sponsors at stripcamfun.com. Go check them out immediately after the show. Well, right now, we're going to talk about California. Before we get to our Clippers conversation, we want to talk about the Lakers. And we had a chance to sit down with Eric Pincus, one of the top interviewers around the country and one of the best insiders for the Los Angeles Lakers from Bleacher Report, and you've seen him on NBA TV. Here's our talk with Eric Pincus about the Los Angeles Lakers. Back on the show with us is an NBA capologist for B-Ball Insiders and NBA TV and Lakers writer for Bleacher Report, the lead Lakers writer, Eric Pincus. Eric, it's good to have you back here on Wide Men Can't Jump. Uh, thanks for having me back on. Happy to be here. Anytime, anytime. Uh, we're going to dive deep into the L.A. Lakers right now, a team who has high expectations for the upcoming season and who can blame them. Let's go ahead and talk about the biggest, probably the biggest move of the offseason altogether. Uh, Anthony Davis goes, well, further west, 
out to L.A., joins the Lakers. Does this make the Lakers an automatic title contender in your your perspective? Uh, I mean, I I think they are – I mean, the team hasn't made the playoffs for a long time. They're a playoff team. How high up on that list uh, are they? A top one team, a top three team, top eight team? Harder to say. I, I think just having two of the best players in the game at least puts you in that conversation. I think the question will be health. Uh, if those two players can play 80, 75 games in that range, they'll be fine. Uh, you're going to need to have good role players. You're going to need to have to be a good defensive team. It, this is not a team that has anyone else on there where you could say that's uh, an elite level player, right, or an established player. Uh, Kyle Kuzma has uh, great potential. He needs to reach it to uh, be that third scorer. Uh, and then at guard, they've got a bunch of uh, good players, uh, but they don't have uh, like a lead point guard that uh, so many teams have in this league. Uh, so they're going to need a lot of uh, really productive play from a bunch of role players. So I think the, the, the chemistry can be built. The, the pieces they have could work. Uh, the two stars are so powerful that, yeah, they should be a contender. If they're, you know, if you want to say, are they the top contender? That's a little more uh, difficult to ascertain at this point, but I think that they definitely have a shot to be. Well, and you mentioned not having a true point guard. Um, it looks like LeBron James is going to be the point guard for the Lakers. What kind of dynamic does that bring to this Lakers squad having more of a point forward than a true point guard itself? Well, what you want is you need you need to have someone who's going to defend the opposing point guard. So even if LeBron is the primary offensive player, you need a point guard on the floor defensively. And so that's kind of where the Lakers have to search and figure it out. So if LeBron is that true point, so to speak, even if it's out of the forward position, uh, then maybe they would be best off with someone like Avery Bradley, who is not really a point guard, uh, but is someone who's been – he's about six foot two really good defender, at least previously, at least when he was in Boston. He hasn't had as much success over the last two years or so. Uh, he went to the Clippers and uh, moved around a little bit, had some injuries and whatnot. But healthy, and, and right now he's healthy, hopefully, you know, like we hope for all players, that they stay healthy, uh, he could be an option because you don't need that kind of creation. Avery Bradley's not a creator. Uh, the concern becomes, do other teams start to press the Lakers, really throw hard uh Defenders like you know Patrick Beverly's and whatnot on the ball handler. Do you want to have LeBron James bringing the ball up against pressure all game? Do you want it? Is it can Avery Bradley bring the ball up against pressure? So uh, that's one option. Uh, of course, Rajon Rondo, you have no problem in my mind bringing up the ball. I mean, he's a, a very capable ball handler and a, and a, a good ball, uh, a good point guard. Obviously, a, an all-star point guard over the course of his career, uh, but he's older now and he's not a very good defender. His numbers last year were pretty bad uh, defensively, and so. That's the concern to me. So LeBron kind of alleviates uh, the need for Rondo if if uh, if LeBron's creating, uh, and then you don't have to. I mean, you don't have to worry about the defense you uh, because you go with someone else, right? And another option would be uh, Alex Caruso, a guy who was on a two-way contract. Uh, the numbers suggest he's actually the best option all around as far as combination of shooting uh, and defense. But I think he'll be a reserve initially, and they have other guys like Quinn Cook. Uh, that's an example of a, a guy who can shoot and, and can score uh, and can get you assists, but doesn't have the track record defensively. Uh, if he could step up into that position, I think uh, LeBron presents a, such a picture that uh, a unique picture in that as a point forward, 
the Lakers just need defense and shooting out of that position. That's when I think the early part of the season is going to be about searching for who is the right combination, who's the right guy to play alongside LeBron. Well, looking at, uh, you mentioned some injuries to some key players. Kyle Kuzma, news broke the other day that he's going to miss some time uh, with an ankle injury. Uh, what can you tell us about that injury and how long should we expect Kuzma to be out? Right. It's more of a, a foot problem. It's uh, what's called a stress reaction, which is uh, kind of a precursor to a stress fracture. Uh, you know, stress, stress fracture is essentially just like a minor, uh, like a line on the bone where it, it's uh, it's not like a, a broken bone in the sense of, uh, you, you know, you think of those gruesome, you know, Paul George when he broke his foot, you don't know. Gordon Hayward, something like that, but it's a minor break. And so what he has is kind of a precursor to that uh, where it hasn't fully formed yet and they caught it early and really you just stay off of it. Bones take about six weeks to heal. And since this is not such a big break, it's probably not that long uh, before he's out there to play again, but uh, they have to be careful with it. He's able to do some level of conditioning like uh, swimming, a little bit of bicycle, but he, he can't play right now. Uh, but he, I, I think he'll be okay because he did put in a lot of time over the summer. He was with Team USA, which is where he had the injury. Uh, I don't think he's out terribly long. Uh, the Lakers going to China for the preseason. He's going to miss that trip. Uh, but when they get back, they'll re- reevaluate him. And if it's, if it's all healed, he's probably another week away, maybe a little bit longer till he's back. So maybe he misses the first week or so of the season. Maybe he's back in time uh, for the start of the regular season. I don't think at this point it should be considered a – serious problem uh but you never know you know you come back in a, in a week or two or so and if the mri isn't clean then you have some further issues and another huge loss for the lakers this season was boogie cousins demarcus cousins uh he's done for the year and it's really a shame because this was a guy who had all kinds of potential um was at one point in time probably one of the best centers in the league but now he's so injury prone and He's coming back off of a one injury and now gets another one. Uh, Lakers only signed him to a one-year deal. What do you think happens in the DeMarcus Cousins situation? Well, there's also this um, incident that he had with his, uh, I guess, his, the, the father of one of his yeah. children, uh, ex-girlfriend. Yeah, uh, that's, that's it's an, an issue. issue, but at least here, I always look at it as we, we always take approaches of innocent until proven guilty, but it is going to be one of those things where it's going to affect his time in the league, I believe, unfortunately. Well, the, the concern from my perspective is how the Lakers are handling it. What was interesting is that DeMarcus was not available at media day. All the other Lakers were. He wasn't uh, – I believe he was there – I, I didn't see him. Uh, I think someone said they saw him, but he did not participate in any interviews. The Lakers said that the NBA is investigating what's going on here, whatever happened, and they're going to abide by whatever that investigation is. But it was just odd to me that they didn't even let him bring him out to talk to us reporter types at media day. So clearly there's an issue on the Lakers side on this of, of uh, holding back here. Now, He's only making about $3.5 million, not a lot in NBA terms. There's some advantage to holding on to his contract and deciding what to do. Uh, he could be a part of this team and as, as a, just a personality and somebody who's close to Anthony Davis. And Remember, Anthony Davis, part of what led to his exit in New Orleans was he wasn't happy with how they handled the, Anthony da- the uh, DeMarcus Peasant situation where they, he got hurt and then they 
they let him go, et cetera. He ended up signing with the Warriors and uh, got to the finals, right? Again, he got hurt. but uh, So they have to tread a little carefully because Anthony Davis is only in the last year of his contract. Uh, but uh, in the case of Cousins, uh, they can use his, uh, his contract as a trade asset in December if, if, or later if they have an opportunity. So it also might be worth holding on to there. But if someone like Andre Iguodala becomes available, let's say the Grizzlies change course and decide to cut him before the start of the season, uh, reports are they'll wait and that won't happen right away. But let's say it does. Cousins is probably the, the next guy uh, to be cut to make room for him. Uh, they signed Dwight Howard in, in, is a, as, a, as a backup plan. And in theory, it's a really good one. You could even argue there's more upside in Dwight Howard on this team because scoring with LeBron, scoring with uh, AD and scoring with Kuzma and, and all the role players and shooters that they have, they're going to be fine. But to have that upside defensively, which is really where they need to be a great team if you're going to actually do anything, Dwight Howard has been that over the course of his career. So I think there's some upside in what Dwight Howard is and what he could be, uh, but he also is someone who hasn't been healthy for some time and is someone who I think has struggled with uh, focus and, and uh, dedication and for whatever reason hasn't really ever, at least since uh, his days in Orlando, hasn't lived up to the hype. And so this is an opportunity for him to kind of fill that void that was created when DeMarcus Cousins got hurt. I'm going to let my co-host Tim go ahead and ask a couple questions. Tim, go ahead and hit Eric with a couple questions about the Lakers. All right. Uh, Eric, how are you tonight? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. Good. Um, One thing I wanted to maybe address was uh, the Lakers have got, I believe, six guys over 30. Um, Are we going to see any of that much talked about uh, load management with this group? A um, couple guys who are a little bit injury prone, perhaps. A uh, trip to China might be a bit of a drag on some guys. Or are they just going to turn them loose this year? Well, uh, I, the key is in LeBron, obviously. That's the one to watch because he suffered last year the worst injury of his career, and it really derailed the season. So they need him to be healthy. And so what they'll do is, is they'll play him, hopefully 82, at least from their perspective, but if he's showing signs of any fatigue or isn't feeling right, they're going to really protect him because they should. Uh, they'll probably make sure he plays on nationally televised games, but maybe some games that are, I guess in quotes, not as important, they'll sit him. I, I don't know if there's a plan to sit him, but certainly there's a plan to make sure that he's healthy. Uh, Anthony Davis is still under 30, but, yeah, there'll be some level of management. Uh, Rondo got hurt a couple times last year, broke his hands, basically. <laughs> broke fingers or hand, whatever. <laughs> Like twice, like right, right out one after the other. Uh, that that's kind of a freak injury. So, uh, but I I don't know if Rondo. I think Rondo's presence with the team may be more important than Rondo on the floor. Uh, so I don't know if the load management or any. I don't think that's even an issue. You can argue, some would argue, that they may be better uh, with other players on the floor anyway. So if he's not playing, then you're fine. Uh, you know they'll keep track of guys like Danny Green and. Everybody else is in that rotation to make sure they're healthy. Dwight Howard is somebody who is certainly a variable. We don't know what's going to happen with him. He isn't officially a guaranteed contract, so he has to earn his keep. And if he does, uh, again, he's somebody who's had multiple back surgeries over the course of his career. Uh, so it, it's it's about using, you would think, common sense and intelligence to manage these players 
to make sure they can play. And I think over recent years, teams have taken it a lot more seriously. And after seeing what Kawhi did this last year, how important it was for him, I don't think there's any real resistance around the league as far as load management. Um, When I look at the Lakers lineup and I read about what most of the quote-unquote experts have to say, it looks like, at least on paper, that they've got a team that can compete. Maybe I'm not so sure I'm going to go as far to say I could win it all, but they're going to make the playoffs, all that sort of stuff. Um, Would you say that the Lakers are probably – uh, the thing that might get them will be themselves, if that makes sense. Um, I, I think the the most important issue is health. Uh, it, it's You could say this about any of the 30 teams. Some teams are at greater risk, some are not. I mean, Victor Oladipo is young, right? He's not an old guy, and he's had a lot of injury issues. Uh, when Paul George went down with Indiana back in the day, that that's not something you can expect. So, uh, but players who are a little bit older tend to have more of a chance of getting hurt, and, and LeBron has a lot of miles. And being that he had all summer off, he's never been off since April. He plays every year till June, basically for a decade. Uh, suddenly he's off till April, so, uh, since April. So he's had a real chance to recover. So I, I think you look at this team, I don't think there's going to be chemistry issues. I don't think there's going to be infighting. I don't think there's going to be – I just don't think that's the kind of team this is. Last year they were very young, and they also had some older players. And I guess uh, for a number of reasons, LeBron's injury and the trade stuff that almost happened for AD that didn't happen, uh, the the team was fractured. But really it was always questionably built where you had a lot of players who weren't really in their shoes yet, right? Like Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, even Kyle Kuzma, guys who you kind of have a sense of what they'll be but they're not going to be that every night uh, because young players aren't. They have to learn how to do that. They have to learn how to win games. Uh, the Lakers don't have that anymore. They have one young guy left uh, in Kuzma, who's the oldest of the of that group, who is probably the most polished of that group. And everybody else, yeah, they still have a few young players. you, you got some rookies here and there. But by and large, it's a veteran team. So veteran teams, they know, how, they know what to do. You've got Avery Bradley. You've got uh, JaVale McGee. KCP. I know that JaVale back in the day in Washington was considered kind of a, I don't know if knucklehead is the right word, kind of a, a joker. Uh, somebody would the take full seriously. legend that exactly. was JaVale McGee. But he's, he, he did a lot, very, a lot well in Golden State and I thought he was really uh, a positive last year uh, with Lakers and I found him to be a very interesting person and so I think he's grown up a lot. I don't think the Lakers are going to get in their own way. I think there are some issues uh, we talked a little bit about. Like they don't, if LeBron is the only ball handler on the floor, uh, where else is the playmaking going to come from? So they they could use a little bit more playmaking. Uh, they don't have after Danny Green. I guess you could say, you if you have Kuzma and LeBron, you have Danny Green at the, at the small forward spot, then they're okay. Like there's depth everywhere. Uh, Javale McGee is backed up by Dwight Howard or vice versa. But if one or two of those guys get hurt, again, it gets to injuries. They've got some issues. But I think defensively, there's some great potential there with Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, uh, Avery Bradley, guys like that, KCP, uh, some of the other players, Jared Dudley in, in spot minutes. I really like what this team could be. I see there are some flaws potentially, but they're a better shooting team on paper than they were last year. They're more seasoned. They have guys who have won. Uh, and have been around a long time. So 
I do think they're going to have a good year. I think their schedule's somewhat favorable. Uh, I looked at the Clippers. The Clippers have a much more difficult schedule early on, and they're not going to have Paul George on day one. So I actually think the Lakers are going to finish with a higher record than the Clippers, not necessarily based on quality of team, but based on circumstance. So uh, home court advantage is an important factor, and I think the Lakers are going to have probably a top three record in the West uh, going into the playoffs. Um, Let me ask you this. Frank Vogel's the new coach of the team, but yet the Lakers are paying this enormous salary to Jason Kidd to be uh, the highest-paid assistant. Is Frank Vogel on just basically borrowed time until Jason Kidd can become the new head coach? And if so, why didn't they just make Kidd the head coach to start with? No, I mean, I, I think they I think they realize that Kidd comes with a certain level of, of baggage. Uh, I heard Kidd say something along the lines of uh, he skips some steps, uh, that it's in, in in life sometimes or in basketball, you can lose out if you skip steps. He went right from being a player to being a coach. He wasn't an assistant. He didn't learn from someone. There are guys who have been doing this for 20 years, someone like Vogel, who have learned from some of the great coaches, started in the video room, and have a different kind of perspective on how to do this job, what it takes. And I think Jason Kidd has a lot to learn. And I think the Lakers value uh, what he could bring. Uh, to, obviously, they do. They hired him. They're paying him a lot of money. Uh, and Jason Kidd was one of the all-time great point guards uh, that the NBA's ever had. Uh, somebody who learned how to influence the game without really being a scorer initially. Uh, someone who couldn't shoot initially. Uh, he became a better scorer. He became a better shooter towards the end of his career. He was a, actually a high-level shooter, uh, similar to how the NBA's played now, which is catch and shoot. Uh, and I think he has a lot to offer. It's just he does have some baggage. He's sort of known for making uh, moves like getting uh, other people fired. And so, yeah, you have to keep an eye on, on the situation with Vogel. I would watch his back a little bit, you know. But at the same time, I, I'm, I'm, I look at what they're saying about Vogel. I look at what Vogel and how he carries himself. And it's hard not to uh, – I think his enthusiasm and his love for basketball is infectious. But, I mean, Luke Walton had a lot of love for basketball and really cared about what he was doing too. So it's, it's really hard to judge a, a coach on who they are uh, when most of what their success is is not determined by their coaching but determined by the players that are put together by the team, by the injuries, where the team is, you know, based on the win cycle. You know, Vogel went to Orlando when the team was terrible, and then halfway after one year, management changed and the people who hired him were gone. So that's never a, a a good thing if you're if you want to keep a job. So they moved on and he ended up out. So uh, I don't think the Lakers hired Vogel to fire him. I think they wanted good people. They they viewed Jason Kidd as that, uh, and they wanted a really good staff. They've also got Lionel Hollins on the staff. He's someone who I've known for a long time, and is a very well respected former head coach. Uh, I, I I I like I said something to keep an eye on, but I don't think uh, Vogel was hired to be fired. Would, yeah, would I wouldn't. Want- I, I wouldn't let Jason Kidd walk out onto the court with a drink either. That seems to be an issue. But go ahead, Tim. <laughs> yeah. I was I was going to say, would one at least be um, on track to say that he's there for uh, insurance purposes at the very least in case things do go sour? And LeBron, of course, is known to, you know, things. let's say things don't go good for the Lakers for some reason. 
they could always pull the trigger and they've got a guy there without having to go through that trouble of trying to find somebody. Sure. You know, but they also have Lionel Hollins and, you know, it's it's no guarantee that kid gets that spot. It could be Hollins. Uh, Hollins well, who, is which, a no-nonsense. Which of the two is it that I, I just had read somewhere and I didn't get any further that LeBron absolutely loves one of the assistant coaches? <laughs> but I, I, I don't know if he loves kid or not. I know that, I mean, they, they know each other from the time and they have uh, playing on Team USA. This is somebody he's bonded with as a teammate. Uh, kid, to me, didn't show enough as a coach yet to trust, but I'm not – I'm not in charge of, of the Lakers, so it's up to them to decide well, he a, whether or not he's he qualified. He has a relatively small sample size yet, for to be honest, for a head coach. You know, he's got he's true. But if you look at the you look at the numbers in Milwaukee, uh, the offense and defensive numbers, just with almost the same team, but not quite. They added Brook Lopez. That was a big change, and that team went from being basically bottom in both categories to top in both categories. And you have to wonder how much of it was just coaching and game plan and how, how much of it was something else. It's hard to, it's hard to put a, 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 a concrete number on any coach. Uh, but I think there are a lot of questions about kid. And I think this is a chance for the Lakers to learn about him and for him to learn about the Lakers and learn about really how to coach uh, at a higher level, which I really think comes uh, from learning from other coaches. I think that's a really important step that he missed. And, uh, I do think kid knows basketball. I think anyone who doesn't think he does, I mean, of course he knows basketball. Like we said, one of the great point guards. True. I would think only degree is the time anybody really gets nervous in LA is if the Lakers hire Ty Lue somehow, if he gets onto the, into the coaching staff somehow, then you better get ready for a change. And no, he's on the Clippers staff. So that ain't going to happen. Oh, well, they, they, all the Clippers took him away. Did they? He's an assistant. He's a, he's Doc's top assistant. No, I didn't. I didn't know that. Well, yes, sir. Well, now I have learned something. Uh, <laughs> I like you that. Canadians never read, do you? Well, you, well, you know that I'm. I'm the new guy to the NBA, and I'm still. I'm, I, I can't keep track yet of where all these guys go. I'm still. Uh, I'm still utterly amazed at the amount of movement in this sport from top to bottom. Yeah, it that, takes a. It takes a lot of effort to keep track of all that. That's some somebody. Somebody has to keep track, but I do my best to. That's why we're talking to you. Yeah, it's just <laughs> tough to do. Uh, one thing I want to ask you, Anthony Davis, um, he's been kind of in New Orleans. He was the guy that basically had to do it all. He had to be rim protector. He had to score. He had to rebound, block shots, everything. Anthony Davis's role for the Lakers, what are they going to ask him to do? He, is he more likely the number one or the number two, depending on which night it is, who's got the hot hand, but – is his load going to be a little easier in L.A. than it was in New Orleans? He's not going to be asked to do as much next to LeBron, I assume. Well, if you ask LeBron, AD, the offense is going to run through A.D., that he's going to be the primary scorer, and LeBron wants to take a secondary role. And either it's true or it's false. I don't know, but that's what LeBron's saying, and, and I'm going to take him at his word. Uh, if you look at the rosters, they had uh, Drew Holiday uh, in the last few years. They had uh, DeMarcus, and I thought that – that team was really had great potential. And then they had a bunch of, uh, you know, role players. They, they did have Rondo uh, that let holiday play uh shooting guard. And you looked at that team and the, the, the players that there were, there was no, there was no real help for Anthony Davis other than Drew. Uh, it was, it was, there were some good pieces. There weren't a lot of great pieces. And 
he was mostly on an island, especially when it came to the playoffs. And in the playoffs, he put up great numbers. Uh, but one guy, I mean, teams can scheme against one guy. It's very rare for one guy to be so much better than everyone else uh, on the NBA level that they overwhelm the team. Uh, you could have one guy score 50 points and still beat that team because you still have to score another 100, you know, get another 50, another 70 points or whatever, however high you're going to get to. Uh, 50 points can be absorbed if it's just one guy. And AD wasn't going to score 50 points, average 50 points a game in a series, and he never really got that far. It's when you have AD and LeBron. How do you stop AD? How do you stop LeBron? And then you're sending everything you can to stop those two. It opens up the door for so many other scores. And then you have so many other players. Uh, and this is really where someone like Dwight Howard could really impact things. Uh, the Lakers don't want to start AD at center. AD does not want to play center at a, uh, on a consistent basis. And when we go back to our load management conversation, it's less about AD not wanting to play the position. It's a matter of playing against bigger, stronger, more physical players because that's what fives are typically over and over again, 82 games of that, starting games. And it's really the first eight minutes or so, maybe less, maybe more of each half. That's usually where the big players play. And then after that, they sub in, and, and big players don't play as much later in games or later in halves. So uh, AD is, shouldn't be banging, banging, banging against bigger guys. Uh, the problem with DeMarcus going down is that, you know, Lakers had two legit guys, then they lost one. And now they bring in Dwight Howard. Now, again, they have potentially two legit guys. The challenge is if Dwight isn't where he needs to be and isn't playing as hard as he needs to be. So far, practice, two days of practice looks great. But, uh, you know, we're talking down the road. And if JaVale gets hurt, now you've got some issues. And so uh, you can play – playing Anthony Davis at center should be a luxury for the Lakers. They should be able to go to it when it's favorable. They can close games out that way. Whatever works to win, and Anthony Davis is going to be happy to do it. Uh, but to do it night in, night out. And so I do think the Lakers have the help, uh, but it's predicated, I think, a lot on Dwight Howard working out. Because if he doesn't, now you're overtaxing uh, JaVale McGee, and they really have no backup center. There's no third center. AD is the third center. There's no other guy uh, who's big enough to really play that position. Kuzma and LeBron, uh, really, I mean, maybe in spot moments, but really those guys should not be playing center either. So uh, there's shooting on this team. There's defensive talent on the perimeter. We have to see how it all fits together, but uh, just playing with LeBron is going to make AD a lot better, and AD is going to make LeBron a lot better as well. Tim, another question for Eric. I only have one, but it's uh, it's kind of one that uh, he might not want to answer, possibly because it's not really about the Lakers per se. Um, well, I talk any team, so well, it's not it's it's about basketball, but it's kind of going in a different direction. Um, I noticed from your Twitter, do you have uh, three little girls? Is that correct? I do. What I wanted to ask you was, I'm up here in Canada where we're getting a big deal about the uh, women's hockey and uh, living wages and all this kind of stuff. And I just wanted to ask you maybe if you had any opinion about what with the WNBA and all that stuff, and if you've got three girls, of course, and you like basketball, um, what are your feelings about how the WNBA is handled and uh, is there some room for improvement there from the NBA, et cetera, et cetera? I know it's kind of a broad question, but... Well, you know, there are... um a lot of challenges in that. And, and, and in America, you, generally speaking, uh, 
women are not paid equal wages for doing equal jobs. And um, it's, it's kind of different in a sport like this because what the players are paid in the NBA is a, a direct function of how much money the league takes in. That's just how it works. Like they get, uh, I'll make it simple, you know, simplify it. Let's say they get 50% of every dollar that's spent on basketball. That's fair. That's what they've worked out. And it turns out to be billions of dollars. It's why players are making millions of dollars. And the challenge is on the WNBA side is that if they were to make 50%, uh, it's still the, the gross income that that league makes is not anywhere close. Uh, and it's hard to say that the, the women should be paid on, on an equal level because there's no way that, that it could be because it's not generating that kind of income. So how do they generate more income to make the wages more equitable? What kind of percentage? I don't know the CBA there as well. I know they're, they're basically facing a, another work stoppage. They're working through that kind of thing right now. Uh, it, it's a concern. Uh, you know, my goal for my daughters is to make sure whatever life they choose that, you know, they are, know the business side and make sure that they're, uh, that they're getting, uh, paid as well as they need to be. Uh, and that's going to be a challenge, right? And hopefully the America will continue to evolve on that level so that equal pay for equal work. And, uh, I will say that the women's game doesn't pay play as many games. Uh, so right off the bat, um, there's obviously going to be a decrease right there. So that, it's a very complex question. It's a very complex formula. Uh, they're not doing equal work in the, in the number of games, uh, but even if they were, the income just isn't there yet to pay the same salaries. So there's no clear, like, you know, I would love to see them get the millions of dollars that the, uh, the NBA players get, but it's just not there at this point. That's probably well, the, last the, most, question. That's probably the most diplomatic and intelligent reply I've received to that question, just so you know. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Well, one one final question for you, and this is kind of one we look at with everybody we've been interviewing this offseason as we go through every single team in the league. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers projected win total uh, setting at about 51.5 when this was released. That was pretty much the opening odds uh, was the Lakers at about 51.5. Some places haven't 50. But uh, what do you think over under for the Lakers on we'll we'll just call it fifty one and a half, and if they make the playoffs, where do you see them being seated? Um, well, I personally have the over uh, at fifty five, uh, and as far as seating, I have them one two three. I don't know where yet. Uh, uh, I think that two is probably because I don't want to overplay it and say one. I mean, I think maybe the Rockets get one. Uh, I'll go two, maybe three, but if I have to pick one, I'll go two. Uh, if I were to recommend, like some people say, well, you know, what's my opinion and what's my recommendation? Uh, more likely in life, things go wrong than right. <laughs> I think that uh, maybe some of us have experienced that on a personal level, uh, hopefully more often right than than not. But um, it, there's always the chance of injury. There's always a chance of things not going well that overshadow you know, my prediction is based on health, and so, or at least the guys playing a majority of the games. Unfortunately, that's not what we get year in and year out. So, uh, the under is a safer bet, uh, simply because of factors that are you know beyond our control. You know, Lakers have already lost uh, Cousins, 
Kuzma right now is starting a little bit hurt. Uh, things could go south very easily, and, and, and I'll take the over because I'll, I, I, I got to stick with my prediction. But uh, the safer bet is the under. All right. Just wanted to uh, check that out with you. And, Eric, we appreciate you coming on and talking some Lakers with us. And we want you to go ahead and get your plugs in, let our listeners know where they can keep up with you and find you and hear your work. Sure thing. I uh, can be found on Twitter at Eric Pincus, E-R-I-C-P-I-N-C-U-S. I tweet all my stuff there, articles and whatnot. Uh, the articles you'll find on Bleach Report are uh, mostly Lakers, some Clippers, and some general NBA stuff as well. Uh, you can find all my salary cap pages uh, breaking down each team at Basketball Insiders. Uh, on occasion, you'll turn on NBA TV and you'll see me in a suit uh, with a haircut and a shave. Uh, and then also <laughs> weekly... Uh, <laughs> when, when, does, when does that happen? <laughs> we need, oh, yeah, uh, I've been doing that a while. We need, we need warning for that so we can get video <laughs> And then uh, I do Hollywood Hoops every week. Uh, we tape on Tuesdays gets released uh, either late Tuesday or early on Wednesday. That's with Josh Martin, and we talk mostly Lakers and some Clippers and L.A.-based basketball, a little college, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, little sparks here and there as well. So uh, check it out. And, uh, again, Twitter is E-R-I-C-P-I-N-C-U-S. All right, Eric. Well, thank you so much, and we look forward to having you back on in the season and talking some more hoops with you when we get you back. All right, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Thanks Thank you. And that was our conversation with Eric Pincus. Tim, what a load of knowledge that man is. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were going to say, what a load. <laughs> and leave it no, no. Should be talking about <laughs> us or, or strip cam fun. <laughs> Eric Pinkus is going to come and kick your ass. (laughs) (laughs) No, of course not. Of course not. If he did come, though, I could make him a very nice dinner from Stay Classy Meats because, Tim, Stay Classy Meats has hooked the show up again. What an amazing array of just meat and the quality and the quantity that you get from Stay Classy Meats. I know you're you're drooling up there in Canada wishing you could get some of this. I'm not saying a word about this. <laughs> well, Stay Classy Meats is your number one stop online for the best quality products of meat you can get. Let's hear a little more from our good friends at Stay Classy Meats. Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right, if you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high-quality meat that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality products out there, Stay Classy Meats is for you. Again, head to stayclassymeats.com right now. 
Absolutely. Go check them out. Stay Classy Meats. StayClassyMeats.com. Well, Tim, one thing we haven't done as of yet is we haven't looked at our fantasy football rankings for this week and what's going on in the Wide Man Can't Jump uh, Fantasy Pool. Are you sure you want to? Unfortunately, I have to. (laughs) All right. Give me just a second here, and we will get to this point in the show. This is called Kick Nate While He's Down. It's that part of the show. It's it's, it's everybody's favorite, right? Everybody's favorite. Yeah, because you've got to rename your team from the brown shirts to the brown noise, maybe. Brown coats, not the brown shirts. This isn't Nazi (laughs) Germany. Well, it could be. We might as well be. Well, mind you, if they were the they were the Nazi Germany, they'd have been a little more effective, at least. At least really short, at least short term. Yeah, really. Uh, but let's go ahead and get to it. Last week, I was, I wasn't just defeated. Like I didn't just lose. I got absolutely stomped by Tim, your son yeah. Matt, who who listens, <laughs> and he he's a shit talker. Old Matt is. Yeah, I know he had a lot yeah, to say, yeah, uh, and yeah, his team yeah. went off. They they had a good day. Uh, of course, me losing my starting quarterback to starter out there, that didn't help matters either. Um, but Matt laid the smack down on me, and we're not going to give the actual score out, but uh, I tell you what, let's look at some more scores here. Uh, back from the dead, ladies and gentlemen, one Joe Pisapia. My goodness, that man, out of nowhere he came uh, Tim, Joe put up 321 points in the dismantling of Ed Bogus. Poor My Ed Bogus is uh, Ed Bogus has taken a turn for the worst in the fantasy yeah. football. Uh, Joe and Joe and Ed both set at one and three. Unfortunately, I'm setting at zero oh and four, while your son Matt sets at two and two. Other games this week: the Alberta Ass Kickers. That would be you, Tim. You picked up me. a nice win over Nick Hoff. Uh, big win for you there. You had a good day. Damn you, Nick Hoff. <laughs> Tim moves to three and one while Nick Hoff is falls to three and one. So the undefeated streak is over. Uh, let's look some more here. The very talented other half of your life, Tim, your better half. She fell to Justin Bailey, who spin brass eat ass is his nickname. Um, That's quite the moniker we have there. It is, and the sad part is he didn't even start T.Y. He started T.Y. Hilton, who didn't even play, and he still won. Um, what can well, you do, right? I, I, I admittedly there, if you look at uh, the lineup of his opposition, you'll see there was a couple of goof-ups there, too. Some people didn't play. I think three people didn't. she didn't have playing, so she probably could have won if she'd have changed her lineup. Mm, I don't know, perhaps, but, but she only lost by yeah. only lost by nineteen. So yeah, it wasn't by much. Um, yeah, so, but that is such as the life of fantasy football. It is, it is, and in the other game, Team Rob Evans picks up a win. He moves to two and two as he defeats Armando Martinez, the greatest super fan. Maybe he would be our West Coast super fan. Absolutely, and, uh, Ed Bo- and Ed Bogus would be our East Coast super fan, as far as we know. And then uh, Ed throw, Nick, uh, I would throw Nick yeah, in and there. Then you, well, I wasn't done, and then I said you could throw Nick Hoff into that mix somewhere, and uh, but not Yoko Ono. <laughs> not, a, not, a, not, 
Not a fan, apparently. Yeah, well, she's wrong. But there anyway, in up, up in New up in New York City, Yoko Ono. There. Yeah, really. Uh, imagine. Throwing, but throwing shade on the pod. But anyway, that is our fantasy football update this week. As we were able to check in on that, we wanted to give you guys that update as we continue. We have um more fantasy hopefully nate we're gonna call it operation nate gets a win this week because nate takes on tim this week in fantasy football you sir are getting crushed like a bug sir you're you're gonna have to come up to canada there you go you're gonna have to come up to canada for some of our health care when i'm done kicking your ass There's Diana looking like some kind of whore. Listen to me talking smack. <laughs> it's me coming to Canada. <laughs> yeah, I'm, talk, I'm talking smack and you're calling Diana a whore. Well, well you know. Shoe okay. fits. <laughs> yeah, you know. But yeah, that's uh, that's the fantasy football update for the week. But now, Tim, I believe it's time. It's time. It's time. It is week, what are we at week four? Week four week of the four. August concession stand update. 28 to go, or 27 to go. Yes, and he's in Charlotte this week, and we're going to go ahead and check it out. Let's check out what's going on with Bogus as he is in Charlotte, North Carolina, checking in on the Hornets uh, concession stand, and we've realized that we've done this all wrong because um, – he was in Brooklyn. Now he's in Charlotte, and eventually he's got to go back to New York. Uh, apparently, we did not check a map of the United States and Canada when we did this. But anyway, we're going to do this in alphabetical order, and it's really going to hurt our funds. Yeah, Ed Bogus is a world. Now Ed's using the freaking flyer miles. He'll be fine. He did amass them over his years, so yes. he's using them. He's a good man for it. So let's go ahead and hear what's going on in Charlotte. Here's the Bogus Concession Report, Week Four. We now take you to a wide men can't jump live news report. The following report is not suitable for kids or children of minor age. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm Cecil B. Buxnart, and welcome, of course, to the leg number, uh, I don't even know, four, I believe, of the uh, Ed Bogus NBA Concession Stand World Tour. Uh, today, of course, things really went off the rails. Uh, this reporter has never been involved in such an event, uh, such a scene, uh, such a mess. I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, things started off well, of course. Uh, Ed Bogus being a big celebrity in uh, North Carolina. Uh, the event started, of course, with uh, some reminiscing about the uh, infamous 1994 NCAA Tournament Charity Eating Contest. Uh, when uh, Ed Boggess went up against uh, Coach Bobby Knight, Coach Tubby Smith, Coach Max Krzyzewski, and, of course, Coach Bob Huggins. Uh, the ever-competitive Boggess, of course, buried the coaches, uh, causing all kinds of turmoil. Uh, Bobby Knight uh, yelled at reporters and uh, threw a chair into the crowd, uh, hitting a uh, make-a-wish kid. Uh, Tubby oh, Smith just cried like a baby. Uh, Coach K uh, filed a formal protest with the NCAA and demanded that a rematch Rematch uh, take place in uh, Cameron, North Carolina. And, of course, uh, Bob Huggins, well, uh, he got drunk and uh, tried to recruit Bruce Polbans. 
but anyway, uh, then of course they moved on to uh, uh, some uh, little-known facts about Ed Boggess. Uh, that uh, Ed, of course, has uh, many ties to the uh, North Carolina r- recording industry. Um, of course, who could forget uh, uh, Randy Jones, the uh, cowboy from the Village People, uh, <laughs> and his remake of uh, uh, of a song that uh, Ed, of course, penned called S H W E T Z, which they turned into, of course, into the Y M C A. Oh God! The S H W E T Z. You know, you can hear it there. That was a big, big hit in uh, West Virginia. Of course, then uh, Randy Travis, that thief who uh, stole, uh, well, he didn't, he, I mean, he was so lazy, all he did was strike off a word. I mean, Ed's song was, uh, My Appetite is Deeper Than a Holler. Uh, of course, uh, Biggie on WVOW Radio. I think that's right. Uh, I'm, I'm not oh, sure. I'm not real familiar with West Virginia radio stations, but I think that's it. Uh, yeah, you got it. <laughs> Turned it into deeper than the holler, uh, Randy Travis, uh, but, but he got his comeuppance. Uh, and, and of course, um, uh, Ed's uh, brief uh, foray into the uh, rock and roll scene, where uh, he wrote, of course, the uh, top ten hit uh, "I Like to Eat Candy Corn When I'm Alone," which, of course, uh, Doug Aldrich, North Carolina native and guitarist for Whitesnake, turned into "Here I Go Again on My Own." Uh, those things, uh, of course, uh, just brought up to for a little local flavor. Uh, so uh, then we went off to the concession stand. Uh, for some reason, uh, the concession stand was manned by some locals, uh, Hillary and uh, William Shee. Uh, they looked somewhat familiar, but I don't know who they were. Uh, perhaps uh, some has-beens from uh, history. Um, so things did not get off to a good start. As uh, uh, First up was the uh, Dwayne Bacon Cheeseburger. Uh, apparently it didn't come with any cheese and was uh, way too small uh, incensing Boggess who of course had worked up an appetite as always um, so that that didn't go well uh, then they had the uh, Glen 1A with rice uh, that was supposed <laughs> to come with uh, dry ribs and uh, almond chicken uh, but of course uh, it, it came with the chicken balls in chung mein and no sweet and sour sauce which uh, <laughs> angered uh, Ed um, he ate it, but he was not pleased. Um, next up, they had the Dell Chicken Curry, uh, which, uh, of course, you can't fool the palate of an expert eater like Ed Boggess. Uh, he immediately said this wasn't curry, and uh, he, he he doubted it was chicken. said more like partridge, maybe, or duck. But, uh, so uh, he threw that back at uh, the concession people. Uh, and there, things uh, took a bad turn there as they served him what was supposed to be uh, Jeremy and leg of lamb. Uh, Ed took one bite and uh, spit it out and said, this ain't lamb, this is probably goat. Um, who are you trying to scam here, people? Uh, this incensed uh, Hillary and William. Uh, Hillary started to scream at uh, Ed Boggess, and that's when things took a turn for the worse. Uh, Uh-oh. Well, uh, this reporter has not seen carnage uh, like that since... Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, a run on Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves uh, playoff tickets. Back in, uh, <laughs> Been a while for those. The Kevin Garnett days. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, Hillary got uh, uh, confronted Boggess. Uh, Boggess then delivered a headbutt to Hillary, worthy of uh, Sylvester Rita. Uh, he then uh, jumped up on top of the counter uh, and gave her a pile driver to, uh, or, or not to her, uh, gave William a pile driver. 
uh, while screaming out, I am the real king and screw you, Kenny Bolin. Uh, a wobbly Hillary attempted to hit Vargas with a serving tray. Uh, he retaliated with a firm Ric Flair chop. Uh, that sent Hillary staggering to the end of the counter, where uh, Vargas then ran the length of the concession counter and delivered a lariat that would have made uh, Stan Hansen proud. Uh, <laughs> Hillary uh, went to the ground, uh, where on uh, Vargas then delivered a Randy Savage elbow from the uh, top of the concession stand, uh, knocking uh, Hillary unconscious. Sounds like Tupelo. This reporter has to say was a good thing because my ears were starting to bleed. Uh, he then grabbed an approaching uh, uh, William C. and uh, applied a Baron Von Rasty claw. Uh, this uh, just staggered uh, uh, William and put him to the ground. Uh, and uh, then uh, Vargas delivered a Bobby Eaton leg drop uh, onto the tile floor on a on a prone uh, William. Uh, at this point, Commissioner Silver came in and. Uh, Grabbed uh, Bogus, uh, tried to calm him down. Uh, Bogus was, uh, he, he was incensed. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a man look so disgusted. Uh, he looked like uh, uh, the infamous Tom Robinson uh, Code of Many Colors picture, <laughs> which, of course, uh, if you uh in the Instagram, you've seen it. Um, I don't think their rage could even be matched by an incensed Paul McCartney where, with the arrival of uh, Yoko Ono. Um, <laughs> I'm not even sure Oakland Raider fans were this mad when uh, John Gruden was named head coach. Um, wow. About the only thing I can think of is that he looked a lot like uh, Bruce Cobans uh, when uh, he was thrown out of the Codfather Alley Club for being a charlatan. Uh, they finally <laughs> subdued uh, Vargas. Um, on the advice of uh, a local stoner, they were they fed him some uh, Alan Morrison uh, garden salad. Uh, which I believe uh, con- contains some edibles. Uh, this seemed to uh, chill uh, uh, Boggs out a little bit. Uh, he was then uh, given several glasses of uh, Roy Williams white wine, which uh, apparently tastes like paint thinner and uh, is in fact a cheap knockoff of the uh, Shashevsky uh, Chardonnay. But uh, it seemed to soothe Boggs and uh, calm him down for the moment. Now, uh, I have it on good authority that uh, the Vargas report is uh, being temporarily suspended oh, no. for a week until uh, Commissioner Silver can decide whether he wants it to continue. Uh, it started out on a, uh, on an upbeat, but it's taken a turn for the worst in uh, Charlotte. Uh, Vargas uh, was then, uh, after uh, an hour or two of calming down, uh, was interviewed by this reporter, and he told me that he'd give uh, Charlotte an F. Uh, mm. And is in the F.U., Charlotte. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. If and normally, Boggs is a calm individual, uh, usually level-headed, uh, well-respected individual. I'm not really sure what uh, happened. Um, but uh, these things happen in the sports, as we know, in the entertainment world. So we'll uh, keep continuing to follow this story, and that's it from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, on another note, uh, you know, uh, continuing uh, Tom Robinson's saga, uh, I believe uh, a fan of the show from uh, England had uh, spotted uh, what he thought uh, was a, a Tom Robinson uh, crossing uh, Abbey Road uh, <laughs> in uh, London. Um, 
he have his shoes? I highly doubt that uh, not, this was Tom Robinson because uh, there's no way Tom could get a passport to get out of the country. Um, so that's, that's crazy talk. <laughs> Um, and we have another report, though, which I think might be much more uh, accurate, that uh, uh, Tom, uh, an inebriated, uh, 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 a drunk Tom Robinson was spotted outside of a, a Philadelphia convenience store uh, with the remnants of several cheesesteaks uh, on his shirt, uh, something about, uh, oh, sweet freedom. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, and uh, apparently his... Uh, iPod uh, had uh, uh, Revolution by the Beatles uh, playing on a, on a repeat. So <laughs> I don't know what to make of that, but that sounds like it could have been uh, our Tom Robinson. That sounds so, like uh, a boy. Again, if you think you've spotted Tom Robinson, if you think you've uh, spotted Tom, uh, I may have repeated myself there, but regardless, I want to be clear here. Uh, do not uh, attempt to approach him. Uh, just call us at uh, 1-900-WHIPPED, uh, <laughs> and we'll deal with it. Uh, we'll send a crack team of uh, experts down to uh, take money in the neighborhood and make uh, make the place safe again. So anyway, that's it for uh, Cecil B. Uh, Busnor. Uh, back to uh, Tim and Nate in the studio. Uh, have a good day. Wow. What an update from Cecil. Things getting so, out of hand um, in Charlotte. Ed Bog is a bit of a temper, apparently. Apparently. Don't well, mess with Ed. I mean, I, I knew he had a, a severe distaste for uh, Mr. Polbans, but uh, hell, I didn't even know Ed wasn't a Republican. I, again, I don't get political here, so uh, I'm <laughs> not going to comment on that, but well, man. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, but, uh, you know, beating up, you know, Civil uh, or civil uh, senior citizen uh, concession stand workers. I mean, that's one of those things. I mean, hopefully there's no uh, no lawsuit connected. If so, we'll have to uh, we'll have Stephen P. New uh, get on that. <laughs> Might be hearing from Ed Bogus. Uh, if the uh, if the uh, C uh, family decides to sue, whoever they are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we don't lose I mean, it. Uh, we may, uh, we may get a lawsuit from uh, the the estate uh, of Sylvester Ritter too for unauthorized uh, gimmick infringement. Well, you didn't use the gimmick name, or you know, That's you not true. you, but Cecil didn't. But Cecil, Cecil didn't use the gimmick name. Uh, yeah, uh, what about I'm, I'm hoping people point? know who Sylvester Ritter is. We could, we not. could hear. We could hear from uh, the, uh, the Rick Flair's lawyer, though, because uh, that guy's pretty litigious lately. Yeah, he might just sue us for the fun of it. Well, uh, best thing, uh, best uh, thing about being us, though, uh, you know, Tim, there's really not much that they can get off of us, unfortunately. No, not really. You know, but the old blood from a rock theory. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, but Ed, Ed, oh, well, we'll have to see how that plays out. So there'll be no Bogus report for uh, episode 100, uh, unless uh, you know, Ed gets a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens here. We'll wait on that decision from uh, the commissioner. We're being joined right now by our colleague, the man, the myth, the legend, T.R., Tom Robinson. Tom, welcome aboard, good sir. What up, uh, 
You two maniacs, I, I don't know what uh, subject matter is being discussed. Whatever um, you want, my friend. I'm kind of, all I got on the NBA is Ben Simmons claims he's going to shoot. And Trey Burke played amazing in practice. Um, so that's all I got from Sixers camp so far. Uh, yeah, I, I saw but, that Ben Simmons said he was going to shoot if he was if he's open he's shooting it and I said okay yeah waiting to see that. Um, yeah, I'm interested in that as well. It. If he doesn't make it, then he, I I can't trust him. <laughs> well, I mean, let's crawl before we walk. If he actually fucking shoots it, I'm going to be happy. You know, yeah, then uh, you know, as long as it's not like in the eighth row <laughs> when he shoots. <laughs> Drunk game of horse. Yeah, but if if he shoots the basketball, that's that's a step forward for you know the guy, which he should have learned to shoot when he was five. But you know, it took till he was third year in the NBA. But whatever. Um, But yeah, the season hasn't started yet, so there's not much I I have to add on the Sixers. But uh, tonight is a big night for our crossover pro wrestling audience with the beginning of all elite wrestling's journey. I just flipped on, uh, if they promoted this, I wasn't aware of it, but True TV is running a countdown to all elite wrestling as we speak. Um, I didn't see that advertised anywhere. I just happened to be flipping channels. And your buddy, actually my buddy, but... uh, people you guys uh, a person you guys aren't big fans of dave melcher has been mm-hmm. commenting seemingly uh the whole show that i've been watching in the background oh i'm sure he's all about in the 80s uh, never in my wildest dreams did i think my uh newsletter guru that i got my inside word from in the mailbox uh, i don't know if you guys know what a mailbox well tim does a mailbox is you know, where you yeah, had to wait. Get my and, mail every day from the mailbox. Well, I, I had I had started to say before the internet, um, there was this thing called the mailbox where the wrestling news you had to wait for at least a week. And the source was Dave Meltzer, so he will always be appreciated by me, unlike you millennials. But uh, I, never in my wildest dreams did I think that I that I would see him uh, a little bit of the bubbly just played in the background, made me pop a little bit. Um, <laughs> Anyway, um... Wait, 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 you mean... Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So, yeah, um... Never in my wildest dreams did I think. One I'd see in 2019 uh, looking right at me is Tony Schiavone. Uh, And also Dave Meltzer on a wrestling program commenting on said program. Um, then he should not be allowed to review it and or give it stars. My opinion. Well, if he's working for it, then that's bull crap. Okay. Uh, uh, Mr. Khan, uh, that message you sent about being interested in Nate Bush uh, as an employee, uh, sorry about that. He continues to shit on people that he could work for. But anyway. Um, not shitting on them. Well. It's not... Uh... It's not a, a way to form an opinion. It's not much of an opinion when you work for the people. It's going to be exactly. biased. More than likely. That's all he's trying to say. 
Well, if, 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 if you believe that Meltzer was on the payroll when he said that Ring of Honor couldn't sell out a 10,000-seat arena, and that's where the idea for this started, and it was all work with their con family analytics, then he worked for them. But No, um, I don't think he was on the payroll then. I think he's on the payroll now. And I think well, he's got a vested interest possible. in it. Be- and I think he has a vested interest in it because it's got all of his people that he loves from Japan because he's a Japan mark, and there's nothing wrong with that. Not a thing wrong with that. I mean, Japan has great wrestling. But my biggest issue is he reports things that aren't accurate, and he's been proven wrong by countless sources over the years, and he rates his matches and all these Japan matches that get these, you know, the star ratings, and I know it's his opinion, and that's fine, but don't take the godlike attitude that everything you say is right and everyone else is wrong. You know, he had, he just, he loves AEW, and he hates WWE because WWE got his credentials pulled back in the 90s. I mean, that's, that's the truth. And, and that's okay. Just admit it. Admit to being wrong and admit that you have a bias. That's all I ask. Other than that, I got no issue with the guy. Okay. Well, well I, see, I can't go into a debate because I don't read the Observer anymore. Um, I'm not, I don't have a subscription, so I, I can't say that he's, you know, wrong. Because uh, my my opinion is that he's still ninety eight percent right, but the, the glaring um, inaccuracies are blown up, much like the millennial culture does. But I could be wrong on that, so we'll just agree to disagree on that particular thing. Oh, that's fine. Uh, uh, but he's really not what, what you know. As much as I like the guy, don't take this personal, Dave. If somehow you're listening. Uh, as much as I like Dave Meltzer, it's it's not about Dave Meltzer. It's about will this new budding promotion. Uh, I, I said on pro wrestling and whatever that they will slaughter an NXT tonight, and I truly believe that. But I omitted my logic being the curiosity factor. And will they slaughter them in week three or week four is the question. And that's, that's what I want to ask you guys. Well. I don't even know about that, Tom, because they uh, the first uh, NXT did, uh, I believe, a million two or a million three. Yeah. And they are, and they're only predicting for um, uh, AEW about five hundred thousand. That's the prediction. Now that could be uh, wrong, of course, but I got to remember Turner's not in as many households as uh, USA is. That's an upper tier. Uh, cable thing from what I understand uh, now I don't know I don't live in the states so I can't speak to that but um, probably I, personally, I personally believe that um, NXT will not win the ratings tonight I think you're going to see AEW win the ratings uh, just because of it's new NXT wasn't really new when it came out uh, on USA it was just a show that got moved to a different network and now it was more available. Uh, granted, NXT is giving away a free title match tonight and Adam Cole and Matt Riddle, which is cool, but I think you're going to see more people intrigued by um, AEW because this is the first run of AEW. This isn't just, you know, a, well, a, this isn't switching a network. Right. This is the first television attempt by the question. 
the question will be what, the number when it the first uh, 15 minutes or first block or however they do it these days, that number will be pretty nice. The question will be, do people stay watching it? If it doesn't look pretty or whatever it is people want these days from their wrestling television shows. Well, you, you both may. Go ahead, Tim. Well, I was going to say, I was not impressed with the uh, commercial. Nate didn't think it was too bad, but I didn't care for it at all. I thought it was cheesy as hell. Um, now, I've only really watched, well, what, when did WCW go out of business? 01? Uh, uh, yeah, 01. March 01. Okay, so it's been 18 years since I've really seen any wrestling that wasn't that didn't have the shine of a WWE production on it, even though the wrestling maybe wasn't very good. But, you, you know, the one thing you can't pick on them about is uh, their production values. So, you know, people people going to watch it for the wrestling or are they going to watch it for the spectacle? That'll be the, you know, and I don't know what they're going to deliver. We're going to have to watch it and find out because we really don't well, know. Well, I'll be, I'll actually be at uh, All Elite Wrestling's t- uh, live television on October 30th, uh, which is uh, four weeks from now. I've got tickets to go see All Elite Wrestling as they crown new tag team champions in Charleston, West Virginia. So I will be there, and uh, I'll see it in person after seeing it on TV for a while. So. I mean, well, you've got to, they have every chance to, to, to be, succeed. The, the only reason they won't is if it will be because of them. It won't be for any other reason. Yeah, Vince can't Vince can't run them out of business. He can't do what he's done to other, or at least not now anyway, because the cons have got too much money for that. Um, so if yeah, I mean if the product's bad or the show is filmed horribly or whatever, that will all be on them. So they got nobody to blame but themselves. Just like if it does well, they got nobody to pat on the back but themselves. So. We shall see. Well, you both you both made good points, Tim, in that there's more households available for, to USA and Nate. That the, the the curiosity factor, but I want to add to Nate's is that the people that don't want them to succeed are too stupid to tune out. They're going to watch because they hate them and they want to go on Twitter and and yeah, insult you're them. Right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so they're going to get the haters and the lovers. And the lovers are strange. You know, they're a strange cult of people to travel around the country was I assume their mommy and daddy's um, trust funds or something. I don't know how the hell they get everywhere, but um, they're going to follow them and they're going to, you know, DVR their home televisions and every other tell. I don't know how that factors into ratings as far as DVR and so forth. But um, I think, I think a, a million would be a disappointment uh, for uh, AEW considering TNA was doing like 1.2 at one point when they had, you know, the Kurt Angles and the, whoever the hell else was there at that point. Um, Sting. So, Sting, Sting, et cetera. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm over overestimating these guys, but they sold out arenas in an hour, allegedly, unless there's some hokey pokey going there with ticket vendors making it look as if they sold them out and then in in an hour and if that if that power is there um if that fan base is there which we all know there was about 10 million people watching at one point um if their kids are watching this or whatever 
I say 1.5 for them, and I say NXT drops down to about 700 grand if it hasn't already, because NXT's fucking. The TV show's just the show to me. Uh, I don't know. I, well, I watched didn't it. Mean to... oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I watched it, but, um, you know, I just. Nothing really jumped out at me on there to watch it again. But go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, we didn't mean to interrupt this basketball podcast with all this pro wrestling talk, but it's a big deal um, now what's going on as a, as a crossover because all three of us are huge wrestling fans, We and everyone knows that. Um, that's for sure. But uh, we are going to be joined here very shortly by our Clippers insider. And unfortunately, I was unable to make that interview happen. Uh, this is Nate, ladies and gentlemen, and first off, I want to start out and apologize because this show is going to be a lot shorter than it is normally. Normally, we try to put out close to two hours. This week, unfortunately, we were unable to do that, and normally, I don't like to do that. Normally, I am a, uh, I try to stick to two hours, and... This week it was unable to happen. We were having some technical issues. Um, this show is not one of our finest, and I do want to apologize for that. Uh, I feel like we weren't up to the wide men can't jump scale, but I don't want to not give you episode 99. Um, so that's why this episode aired the way it did. And again, I, I don't think it's it's a horrible show, but it's not up to my standards of what I want. Um, I will say... Yeah, we had a lot of fun on here. There wasn't as much basketball talk as maybe there should have been. But um, we wanted to go ahead and release a show and not just leave you in suspense as to what happened. I am rescheduling our Clippers guest because of our technological issues. We were unable to be able to record him via the phone or via the internet due to our... We record with Blog Talk Radio and we have sent them a very stern email uh, letting them hear what the issue is. Um, and I also want to go ahead and tell you that this show is brought to you by Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. I was unable to get that commercial in, but uh, I want to go ahead and get that in here now. And again, I completely apologize to those of you out there for the show being shorter and for us not having the LA Clippers interview. I promise it'll either be next week or the week after. We will have the LA Clippers interview up. We will get it as soon as our technology issues are fixed. Episode 100, we hope will be out as it is supposed to be at the proper time. We're working currently on getting some stuff together for that. But if this technology issue continues to be a problem, I will tell you um, for sure that I want episode 100 to be perfect. I don't want it to be another scrap together attempt and two to three nights of working on editing and mixing and things like that. You know, we normally do the show live right off the cuff. Um, this was not live. Most of this was prepared uh, off script and done at several, several attempts be- due, to two- due to the technology issues that we were experiencing. Um, I don't normally go into great detail. Normally, Tim would be here to tell me, but I'm unfortunately able to talk to Tim over the internet. The only way Tim and I can talk is on the telephone right now, and that's not good recording quality. So, again, I do apologize, and I do hope that you all can forgive me, and I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you made it all this way, 
I'm going to put a, uh, you probably will hear the, the disclaimer at the beginning of the episode telling you um, this show was pieced together. So if the audio is a little off, again, I'm sorry. Episode 100 is planned to be released as normal, providing we can record all the segments and get everything together that we need. If we can't get everything that we have planned to get together for you, then I will go ahead and tell you episode 100 will be late. Fair, just because that episode is important to me. It's a, it's a milestone I didn't think we would hit. And I hope that we're able to uh, to get that for you. Uh, we have a lot of stuff planned, including the talk of uh, me and Tim and Tom discussing the um, the creation of the show. And that's, a, that's something that I think uh, is interesting. And we're not going to pull any punches or hold anything back. I'm going to have some basketball talk, of course. But we're going to have a lot of fun on episode 100. So... Again, one more time, I know I've said it over and over, I apologize immensely. Uh, the show's a little short. I, ho- I was able to get the Eric Pincus interview done over the weekend, so I hope you guys enjoy that. Tim and I worked hard on that one. We were hoping to make this an all-LA show. Unfortunately, that did not come to pass. So I hope you guys can forgive me um, and enjoy this episode for what it is, and I apologize again that it's a half an hour short. So this is Nate for Tim, for Tom, everybody here at Wide Men Can't Jump. Uh, We apologize, but we do hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, please let us know, and I promise episode 100 will be released when it's right, and I'm planning on being right next week. If it's not correct, though, check Twitter, and you'll see. So again, thanks, thanks again, guys. appreciate you, and we'll talk to you later.